0: You're listening to The John Clark Cast. I'm your host, John Clark, and I'm all about helping you help more people make more money and master private practice. And in this episode, uh, it's a solo episode, I'm gonna be talking to you about what to do when you get a negative review online. All right, let's dive in. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to ask one thing of you, and I've been asking this over the past couple weeks, but if you're a listener of the show, whether this is your first time listening or your 110th time listening pause uh, this episode right now, and please rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you are listening. This is a huge favor that you can do for me. It really helps us keep the show moving, keep the audience growing, and also share your favorite episode with uh, a few therapist friends. That's all I ask of you, and uh, I appreciate that so much in advance. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the show. I hope you are well, let's get right into our topic today. Uh, again, we're talking about what to do when you get a negative review in one of your online listings. This is something that I think a lot of therapists worry about, and some of that worry might be warranted, but uh, as with most things, most of it is not. Uh, so we're going to be talking about exactly what to do when you get a negative review online. Um, I wanted to start by just talking uh, a little bit about whether or not you should be listed online in the first place in different uh, uh, listings and directories and whatnot. Um, And in this case, I'm I'm talking mostly about directories um, and and listings where you can, where someone can leave a review for you. So this is not including things like uh, Psychology Today or my friend Jeff Gunther's uh, TherapyDen.com. If you're not on TherapyDen, you should go there now. This is not an endorsement, uh, a paid endorsement, but go to therapyden.com. Um, great, great, great listing and a, and a great guy. So I'm talking more about things like, uh, Google, my business and Yelp. Um, in my opinion, every therapist should be on both, both Google, my business, absolutely, absolutely essential to your SEO, uh, overall and your organic search. And, uh, I would say Yelp is, um, probably second most important to that in terms of your organic online presence, especially, why am I saying especially? That's weird. Especially if, especially if you're in a big, uh, a big city or a metropolitan area, a lot of people, um, find their next therapist on Yelp. And especially if you work with younger people or these millennials, so to speak, um, they tend to use yelp quite a bit Um, so i think you need to be there and you need to have a presence you need to have some reviews now how do you get reviews in the first place because ethically we cannot ask our clients for reviews Um, that would be unethical there's a power differential Um, there's uh, there's uh, confidentiality issues etc this is all stuff that you know um So how do we get good reviews in the first place? Well, um, because we we need to be in these places to, you know, listed in these places to make Google happy. We also need to have complete profiles. And how do we get complete profiles, including reviews if we can't ask our clients? Well, in in my opinion, and this can be debated, that's fine. You can do this or not do this. That's fine. in my opinion, you should ask trusted colleagues in your area for reviews on a regular basis. Now, uh, there's a few things with that. So, trusted colleagues—they're people that know about you and your work, and your background, and your um, trustworthiness, etc. So they can comment, you know, accurately on on you and your qualifications and and whatnot, um, and on what it's like to to work with you or interact with you. So in that regard, it is shedding light on what clients can expect on what it's really like to work with you. And they are legitimate reviews. Now, are they from consumers? No. Um, But I think, again, a colleague can leave a generic review and say, you know, John's really good at using CBT to help, you know, millennials feel less anxious. Okay. That's, that's, you know, that's fair. That's something that a colleague of mine um, probably knows and could, um, and could say on my behalf, if, if they believed it to be true. Now, you these colleagues of yours do need to be in your area. Um, it's just kind of common sense when you think about it. If I have a, you know, a listing in Chicago, I don't know why I always use Chicago as an example. There's a lot of therapists there for sure, and I've worked with a lot of therapists there. Maybe that's why. If I'm a therapist in Chicago, but I'm getting reviews from my peers in Seattle and San Francisco and, uh, I don't know, Wyoming, then that doesn't look very organic. That doesn't... That doesn't look very good, right? That doesn't look very trust, trustworthy. And um, one thing I know about Google is they are all, all all about trust. Their algorithms are really based on trust. They want to present trustworthy, reliable um, businesses to the greater public. And so you need to be thinking about that all the time when it comes to your online presence. Um, So you should be asking, you know, colleagues for those positive reviews on a regular basis, and you should also spread them out again to just, um, it would not look good if you had five reviews on one day, right? It's not going to look very organic. And then you don't have any more reviews for six months. So you want to do everything you can to, um, you know, again, build that reputation organically. So, um, now what do we do when we get a bad review? This has happened uh, a couple times to some uh, some of the therapists that I work with, uh, some of my consulting uh, clients, and business made human members, um, and I've had it. I've had it happen to other, you know, therapists that I've worked with in the past too. So um, you have a Google My Business listing or Yelp listing, and you get a really, really, really negative review usually from a client that you've worked with. So it might say, you know, I worked with this therapist and they were absolutely awful or they, I don't know, they said something that really upset me or they judged me or anything. could be true, it could be not true. A lot of times it's either exaggerated, every now and then it's misplaced or not even a client you've ever worked with, which is really annoying. Um, Now you can beg Google or Yelp or whatever to remove that review, they're probably not going to because they really have no way of knowing whether or not it's legit. Um, So you could ask, uh, but in my experience, most of the time, it's not really worth the effort. Um, uh, On the other hand, um, you need to do some things to kind of mitigate the damage as best as possible. So here are my steps for dealing with it. I've got one, two, three, four, five steps for dealing with it. Step number one is just to simply step Back um, when you get a negative review, there's going to be some kind of shock to it. I mean, it's just it's not fun. Um, and if you monitor your listings on a regular basis, you're used to seeing those glowing five-star reviews. So w- when you see that negative uh, review, it's going to sting a little bit, and that's um, that's just part of it. So first job is to step back. Don't do anything right away. Don't respond. Don't you don't even need to call Google or whatever. Um, you don't need to freak out or you know, tell your team or whatever, Um, you you just need to step back for a bit, kind of catch your breath, collect yourself and give it a day or two. Step number two, um, you need to decide whether or not you're going to respond. And most of the time it's, it's, you know, if it is in fact a client, you don't want to respond. This is not legal advice. I can't give legal advice on the show, but um, uh, in my opinion, in my experience, knowing my own ethical boards, you usually can't respond to a review, uh, because it identifies that, you know, that person, therefore, you know, that they are a client. Um, this is part of why I think a lot of therapists fear having listings. And, um, again, it's not, this is not a perfect answer, but, um, are, is there some risk to having these listings? Yes. Um, is there some risk to not having these listings? Yes. Especially if you especially if you're taking your online presence seriously and want to get clients online. So we just have to play the game and hope for the best for the most part. Um, But you need to decide if, if you're going to respond. Now, if it was a negative review from like a colleague or something, that might be a different story, right? That might be something you could respond to. And you could say something like, you know, we thank you for your feedback. We're sorry. You know, if, if someone didn't, you know, meet your expectations, please reach out, um, so that we can talk about this further or something like that, you know, the same way that like another business or a restaurant or something might respond to a negative review and just say, Hey, we hear you. We're really sorry to hear this. We take this seriously, please, you know, call this number or whatever to, uh, to, to follow up. We want to make it right. I think that looks pretty good. I mean, um, the, the reality is, Any listing, even the best restaurant in the world, is going to have polarized reviews. You tend to notice that, right? Because a lot of times what compels someone to um, write a review is either an outstandingly positive experience or an outstandingly negative one. There's not a ton of like, you know, two and a half star reviews. People are just like, oh, that was mediocre. So I'm going to go home, open up my laptop, look up that restaurant, um, log into my account or create an account and leave a review. It's usually not. It's usually polarized opinions. So that's just, that's just how it is, right? Um, So, but you've got to decide, you know, am I going to respond? And if so, what, what would be the impact or the kind of risk of responding? Number three, consult with trusted colleagues. So the reality is if you're going through this, someone else has been through it before as well, and they've dealt with it, they've come out on the other side. Um, And in reality, I just want to reassure you that it's not it's just not that big of a deal. It's not the end of the world. It's going to, like I said, it's going to shock you, but it's, it's really, you're going to recover fairly quickly. So consult with trusted colleagues, see what they've done, see what they would do. If you're thinking about responding, um, you know, just consult with them. That's the best thing we can do. I think when we're in any sort of gray area in, uh, in, in our work, and we have a lot of gray areas in our work as, as therapists. Um, Let's see. So that was number three. Trust, uh, consult with trusted colleagues. Uh, Number four, trust that, (laughs) speaking of trust, trust that it makes your listing more trustworthy. This is an interesting one, right? Because on one hand, we'd like to have all positive reviews. That would be really, really, really nice. But that's also not realistic. And in a way, that's not super trustworthy. If I'm looking, you know, at the best restaurant in, Chicago and it has, you know, forty seven five star reviews. Well, it's like you start to think a little bit, and you start to go, Whoa, did they pay these people? Are these all organic? Is it is some of this the employees leaving five star reviews, which does happen a lot for businesses of all kinds. Um, you just start to wonder, right? But then you scroll through and maybe you see a one star review or whatever, a really negative review. And if nothing else, you see that and you actually go, Okay, yeah, I mean this happens. This is like um this is a legitimate uh review a legitimate uh listing and I, I i just think it's normal you know i just think it actually makes your your um your listing look more normal overall so you know not to try to you know reframe it entirely positively but uh instead just to to show you that in fact it it, it doesn't have to be all bad it doesn't have to be all bad Um, Moving through this quickly, but um, but that's good sometimes. Number five, and this is really the last step that you're going to take, and in a way, the only thing you can really do, which is you're just going to bury it, bury it, bury it, uh, uh, with positive reviews. Bury it with positive reviews. So, um, what I mean is basically. You know, if you have a negative uh, review and it's at the top of your listing, then yeah, that's the first listing, that, the first review that people are often going to see in your listing. Well, what can you do to combat that? You can just bury it with, with positive reviews, again, from trusted colleagues. You can ask those colleagues, you can offer to, um, all, you know, leave them a testimonial or a review um, in, in exchange if that makes you feel better about it. But really, that's it. That's really all you can do. And then the rest is just to move on just move on, keep pushing forward. Don't get paralyzed by, you know, this minor, minor, minor setback. Um, it's just going to happen. And the reality is, you know, we work with people who are hurting. So there's going to be hurt people who do things like that, who are angry, who are pissed off or whatever. We work with people who are personality disordered. They're going to, you know, there's that risk as well. So, you know, and again, whether you're on these listings or not also depends on your demographic, your population, et cetera. So I think you have to, you know, you have to think about that as well as like, what, what is the risk for my particular, you know, clientele and, you know, specifically. So, um, Again, ultimately it is up to you, but in general, I think if you want to get clients online, you do need to be on these listings for better, for worse, and you need to just make the most of it. Um, I do think in general, for most practices, the risk is worth the reward. So those are my two cents. Um, So that was it. Just to review real quick, um, our five steps for dealing with uh, bad reviews online. Number one, step back. Take some time. Number two, decide what impact responding to the review would have. Number three, kind of tied to that, consult with trusted colleagues about what you should do and about your reaction. Number four, trust that it just makes your listing a bit more trustworthy. And then number five, bury it with positive reviews. Um, That's it, those are our five steps for dealing with bad reviews online. I hope this was helpful. I hope the format of this episode was helpful. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of testing different ways of engaging you all. And so you've seen that you've, you've, um, you've experienced different kinds of episodes, et cetera, really, really short, really, really long, <laughs> totally open um, structured interviews, etc. I always want your feedback. Your feedback is so important to me. So, um, please, please, please reach out. Let me know what you thought of this episode in particular. Um, that that's always, um, you know, really helpful to me. And of course, like I said, at the beginning of the show, if you are a listener, you've been listening for a while. Um, This show is totally free. The only thing I ask in return is that you leave a review, uh, rate and review, speaking of reviews, (laughs) on iTunes, um, and uh, and share your favorite episode with two or three or even four therapist friends. That's all I ask for you. So please do that right after listening to this episode. Um, Otherwise, thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you spending the time with me. Hope you have a great week. Take care of yourself. Keep uh, doing good work out there in the world, helping people. And I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Cheers.